Hey, before we jump into this episode, as the holidays are approaching so fast and you're mapping out your health goals for the new year, I want to make sure you've heard about my 30-day weight loss system. It is incredible. It has proven results, and I want to share it with you to get you in the right mind space, help you lose some weight, and just feel better in the new year. That's what it's all about. Make sure you go to the show notes, and you can either email me with my link is there, or just send me a message, DM me, and I can tell you all about it. I want to help you feel better in your body, feel better in your mind. Let's do it together and enjoy this episode. Welcome to Addicted to the Climb. I am your host, Kelly Tyen. As a faith-fueled health and transformation coach, author, and breast cancer survivor, my mission is to provide you with the wisdom, the tools, and all the success tips that I've learned along my own journey in health, fitness, faith, and personal development. Plus, you'll hear some incredible and inspiring conversations that will motivate you and empower you to keep on climbing no matter what you're going through. Let's buckle up to start a brand new climb together and start showing up differently as we work our way to the top. Right now, this is your time to take in all the positivity and all the blessings that God has for you. So let's get started. Hi, welcome back to Addicted to the Climb. I hope you're having a great week so far, and I'm really excited to share with you as we close up 2022, 10 life-changing rules that I live by. Now, I'm calling them rules. You can call them what you want, but these are things that over the years, I've incorporated different ways that people live. Um from my mentors, from my mom, from my dad, from my husband. And I really just felt that I wanted to share them with you because they've really changed my life drastically as I incorporated some of these. And I think you're going to find out why they have. Um, you know, I'm, I'm encouraging you today with all these things that I've gone through that really taught me major lessons over the years and I hope that you can take them for what they are, incorporate them into your own life, whether it's one or two, and I'd love to hear which ones you love best. So let's jump in with number one. Now, before I tell you number one, I want to say they're not in any order at all. So I just want you to know that right from the beginning, I didn't put them in for my favorite you know, to the, my least favorite, but I, you can put them in any order you want to as we go. Okay. Number one, saying sorry. Now you might think this is easy or not easy or something like, what do you mean say sorry? I had to learn this the hard way. And my husband is the one who taught me this one in, wow, this one was a complete game changer for me because I used to hold on to things because I wanted to be right. Who doesn't? And I just know when he would say, okay, I'm sorry. Let's just say I'm sorry. And I would say, okay, I'm sorry, even though I knew I was right. <laughs> but it's a feeling that happens. It's an instant feeling 
that comes into your heart when you do say sorry. And even if you do know you're right, arguing only leads to a snowball effect, more arguing, disastrous things. Sometimes it can go real far. And when you say sorry and have the courage to say, I'm sorry, those two words can dissolve all hard feelings. It really can bring the love back into the relationship. It brings the peace back. And it's a way that you can just end it faster so you can move on. I mean, unless you're never going to talk to that person again and they're out of your life, fine. You can choose to do that. But saying sorry has been one of the number one ways to really add more love and just dissolve those hard feelings that we hate holding on to anyways. They eat us up. They don't make us feel good. So if you want to move on faster and end the argument, I want you to try saying, I'm sorry. Okay, number two, asking yourself, remember that old saying from years ago, what would Jesus do? When you're faced with a hard question, whether it's at work or in your life, in your relationship, I want you to think of Jesus as the non-judgmental friend, the peacemaker, the joy infuser, the teacher, and the lover of all people. He never threw stones. Actually, he would say, if you didn't commit the sin, whoever didn't commit the sin, throw the first stone. No one ever threw the first stone because we all fall short. Come on, let's admit it. But I want you to think when you're in a situation, a reactive situation, what would Jesus do? How would he solve the issue at hand? How would he be more gentle? I mean, Jesus is gentle, forgiving, and loving. So when you want to jump down someone's throat or resolve the issue with anger, I want you to just stop and ask yourself, what would Jesus do? How would he handle it? And then take it from there. It's actually, I learned this this year in a course I took on leadership. And it's at, another way to look at this is called the second thought rule. So instead of jumping into the first thought that enters your mind where you have rage and you want to go about it in the wrong way, take a step back, breathe, and take on your second thought, not the first one. The first one is always a rash, harsh, like angry. When you sit back, and I've done this this year, you guys, a few times, it is crazy how the situation can be just so different. The outcome is different. When you think about what would Jesus do, or you take that second thought theory and you step back, think about the situation, and then voice your opinion. It really changes things. I can't wait to see if you try this. Okay, the next one. If you're married or building a relationship that you truly cherish and love, make it your number one priority. Yes, number one. Other than letting God be in number one in your life, I'm taking that for granted. Make your marriage or your relationship second to God. Not your work, not your career, your business, your social media, not even your children. Yes, I said that. My mother taught me when I was a young married girl, she would say, Kelly, your husband comes first, no matter what. If you put the children first, what's going to happen at the end of the day when they're off doing their own thing, when they get their license, when they're moving out? And I never thought about it. 
because I did want to put my kids first. I love my children and sometimes I don't love them so much. (laughs) So you know what I mean. But when I actually put the work in and made my husband my number one priority in life on this earth, in the two, when I make him in, in him feel like it's just the two of us, our marriage has, it's thriving. And I did a podcast on this. I want you to listen to it because you need, if you're in a marriage right now and it seems shaky, which mine was, I'm not going to get into it. But the first few years, oh my gosh, they were so hard. But when you're not putting each other first, you will struggle when the time comes, when the kids move out, or if you have a division in your marriage and you put your friends first or your coworkers first. That's not how you build a healthy and happy relationship if you truly want one. Trust me, I've seen it happen way too many times when Parents come together, they have children, and they put all their focus on the kids, and then the kids move out. They're left with each other, and then they're left with not even knowing each other. They don't spend time together, and I don't want that for you. I want you to live in a happy marriage. It's possible. Trust me, it can happen. I see it with a lot of my friends who are married, and they put the time in just like anything else you want to have be very successful. Because God created man to leave his parents and to be one with his mate. And that should be a priority relationship. And I believe when you do this, that is actually the key to staying faithful to each other. People say, how are you guys so faithful? Well, because we put each other first, period. That's all I got to say about that. The next one, I think we're on number four. Be kind to all people. Why don't you try smiling when you're in the grocery store or walking by someone in the CVS aisle or grabbing a coffee? Smile. Kindness is the epitome of bringing happiness instantly into a situation. Why don't we do that? I think so many times we forget to smile. I find myself doing that. I'm walking in the mall or I'm at the grocery store and I don't have a smile on my face because, you know, you're focusing on your grocery list. But when you smile at someone, they will smile back 99.9% of the time. And it's an easy thing to do. It's an easy exchange of creating kindness in the world. And all it takes is a smile. So put that smile on your face right now. Okay, next. How about this one? Forgive and forget. Now, I'm going to read you a Bible verse because this one, a lot of us struggle with. This Bible verse is Colossians 3.13, and it says, bear with each other, make allowances for each other, forgive one another, and don't hold grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Again, read it. Colossians 3.13 is all about Make allowance for each other because God makes allowances for you. What if he held on to all the things you've done? You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Why is it so hard for us to forgive someone and then just forget about it so we can move on, move forward? Who wants to hold on to hard feelings? I know I don't. 
And I know, listen, when I was younger, I used to do that and it was just awful. I'd go to bed, my heart wasn't right, I felt nasty in my soul, and I don't want to do that anymore. I think it's an awful way to live. So let's try to work on forgiving, forgetting, moving forward, and just making allowances for other people because they're not perfect. And a little reminder, you're not either, and I'm not either. So let's move to the next one. So I think I'm on one, two, three, four. Okay, I wrote these out. That was number five. Number six, you know I'm going to say this because I am a fitness girl. Move your body three to five times a week just to give your mental health a boost. I'm not talking about going to the gym for an hour. I'm talking about even getting outside and just moving your body. I've been working with women for almost 15 years, and when they move their body in any way, you should hear the conversation. It's different. They feel good. They feel excited. They feel happy. They feel more peace. They can deal with life better when they're moving. When they're not, they're grumpy, they're miserable, they feel guilty, they feel overweight. I'm telling you, move your body. Make a commitment to yourself to just move. You don't have to sign up to a gym. You can take a walk outside, go up your stairs for 10 minutes, maybe a couple times a day. Just move your body so you feel good. And I promise you, that will give your mental health a big, huge boost. And while we're on the topic of fitness, I want to go to my next one, which is number seven. I believe that drinking greens for vitality and again, health is a game changer. Because when I started drinking my greens, I felt different. Now, you can buy greens. There's lots of different companies out there. But I know from working and coaching women for 15 years in the health and fitness space, we don't get enough greens in our bodies. And especially as we're aging, we need the iron from the spinach. We need the kale. We need the vitamins, the minerals, and the nutrients that only come from the greens. They also affect our hormones. You can balance your hormones better when you get in enough greens. And that's a whole other, other topic. But my suggestion is, and I have a link for the greens that I take. I will put it in the show notes if you want to use mine. I put one scoop in my water. I drink it and I'm done. And I'm getting so many greens in. So if I don't get my vegetables in during the day, I know I got my greens. I'm telling you. And along with that one, I'm just going to add one more thing to it is really work on eliminating some processed food, please. White sugars. These are the things that really wreak havoc on the physical body and cause stress, which then raises your cortisol, which then causes, it's a snowball effect. So I have done a few podcasts about this stuff. You can go back and look. I can't really remember the numbers, but go back. I talk a lot about health and fitness in some past um, shows, but really if, if you're trying to just eliminate some stress in your body, start with looking at your diet, sugars, processed food, junk, and just maybe take one thing out. I always say one baby step will get you so far and that's it. All right, let's go to number eight, giving back. Number eight is giving back. So recently, well, this year, 2022, 
I was challenged through, again, my leadership course and instructor to take a $20 bill, fold it up, and hand it to someone and wherever you are, whether it's at Starbucks, like I said, or the grocery store, anywhere. You can be walking to your car, wherever, and you see a person. Hand them a $20 bill. Just give it. It doesn't matter. It is the best feeling when you give back. I mean, I just did this. Okay, let me tell you my story. I was in CVS a couple weeks ago, and I had the $20 bill. I'm looking around. First of all, you get so excited because you're looking for the person you want to give it to. And I was at the cashier, and you're going to laugh because... I actually had two $20 bills in my wallet, which I never, ever have cash. It's hilarious. I just don't carry cash on me. I always use my card. I'm sure you can relate. But I had two. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to give one of my $20 bills to the cashier because I could just tell she was talking. I could tell by the way she talked. She worked a lot. She was a single mom. And I was just really excited to give it to her. So I gave it to her. Now, she was like, what? Why? And I was so excited about it. But next to her at the, um, she was doing the self-checkout was another girl. And she was like, hey, I'm going to get all my CVS bucks. I'm so excited to use them. And I could just tell that she, you know, wasn't wealthy by any means. She was really relying on these CVS bucks and excited about them coming out. And she There was so many of them, I couldn't believe it. And I wanted to bless her too. So she walked down the aisle. She was all excited. She was kind of yelling in the store (laughs) about these CVS bucks. So I followed her and I said, hey, hon, I just want to give this to you. She teared up. She goes, how did you know I needed that? She's a single mom again with two children. She goes, this means the world to me. So... Grab a $20 bill, give back. It is the best feeling in the world. I'm telling you, there's nothing like it. So giving back is number eight. The next one, number nine, fuel your mind with God every single day. When I started change, when I started a, a morning routine, it was the best thing I ever did. I'm like, why didn't I ever do this sooner? I used to run out of the door and just start my day little chaotic in the mind. Now I start my day in either the Bible, of course. Well, I don't I shouldn't say either. I start my day in the Bible, but I also start my day with some kind of scripture, a, a book on scripture. Jesus Calling is one of them. Um, the author for that book wrote a few different ones. They're like one Bible reading a day that can just really get your mind in a good headspace to begin your morning. And Listen, if you haven't picked up Addicted to the Climb, my book, you should because you can start your day with that as well. They're 30 short stories, two minutes each with journaling that you can, you know, do with whatever you read about. That's just going to really get your mind in a good headspace and make you think with, with God first, okay? Fueling your mind with God daily is the end all be all in my eyes. Because when I don't do that, I feel off. I want to be in alignment with him who created me because that's where my peace and joy and happiness and abundance come from. And that's what he wants for you. So I want you to fuel your mind with good things so good things can come out of you. Because you know out of the heart of man 
is who you are. So whatever you're feeding yourself with is who you become. So fuel that mind in the right way. Next, number 10, I think we're on number 10. This one is so good, but it's never go to bed mad or upset. This one was extremely hard for me back in the day because I was very defiant and I wanted to make my point, especially with my husband. If we were mad, I'm like, nope, and I would roll over and not talk. And I'm admitting that because what an idiot (laughs) I was. But I wanted to be right. I fought being right. And guess what, guys? At the end of the day, I was the one stirring, tossing and turning all night with anger coming out of my eyes, ears, pores, and I wasn't sleeping. Meanwhile, there's my husband, all pretty, sleeping peacefully, and there I was, tossing and turning. So it really never worked out for me. Whenever I would go to bed mad or upset, I was the one suffering. I'm not sure if that's you or if you can relate or know what I mean, but it's awful. So my suggestion in one of the rules I live by now, never go to bed mad or upset. It's just not worth it. And it it doesn't solve anything. It always backfires. I choose peace now. I choose peace over the win all day long. I'd rather have peace. Wouldn't you when you really think about it? Who wants to hold on to bitterness? I know I don't anymore. I'm all done with that. I would rather say sorry any day than hold on to it because it only would make me sick, upset, and wouldn't get me anywhere. So try saying sorry, going to bed without fighting, and know that it works, okay? Now, I'm throwing in a bonus one because you're going to laugh, but I have to throw this one in. If you've been following me on Instagram and my stories, I post a lot about my dog, Daisy. And so my bonus rule is go out and buy a dog if you don't have one. (laughs) My family will laugh so hard because, well, they know my dog's almost 11 years old and I love her like I love my children, (laughs) but it wasn't like that in the beginning. I fought getting a dog for probably four to five years because I just didn't want one. I didn't want the burden. My son was little. My husband was begging me. And to make a long story short, my husband took all of us, my dad, my two kids, and myself. He's like, let's go for a ride. Meanwhile, he had money in his pocket and he drove to a kennel. (laughs) And I was like, what are we doing? So he's like, look, kids, look at how cute these puppies are. Of course, my kids are going to want a puppy. But I said, nope, I'm not getting a puppy. No, no, no. Oh, please, mom. Of course, I'm the bad guy. So yes, we ended up buying the puppy. We went home that night. I said, I am not staying up with this thing. I told my husband, Tony, you watch the dog. I don't want the dog. I never said yes to the dog. And anyways, he stayed up with the dog all night. He was exhausted. We own an insurance business. So he had to be in the office in the morning. I had boot camp and I took off. I didn't even, I I didn't, I told him. I was straight up. I am not getting a dog. You got to do everything. He calls me that day. Kelly, I think I made a mistake. I can't do this. I really can't. I have a business to run. I'm like, well, you tell the kids, bring the dog back. We brought the dog back. And then I ended up crying 
all night because my daughter came home from school. Now, meanwhile, this is 11 years ago. So she was little. My daughter came home from school, cried all night. Where's the dog? I can't believe the dog's not here. I cried all night. I went back. I called the kennel. Do you still have the dog? Yes, we do. I went back, picked up the dog. (laughs) That was it. I gave in. I ended up not loving her in the beginning, but it was the best decision I ever made. You guys, if you don't have a dog or if you're relating to this and you have a dog, oh my God, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. My dog Daisy's my best friend. I love her. It's a love that you just can't even imagine. It's a different kind of love. So the last one is just go out and get a dog. I highly suggest it. Well, that's it, folks. Those are the 10 rules, life-changing rules that I live by that have truly impacted my own life in more ways than you can even imagine. And I really hope you can incorporate some of these just as, you know, even if it's one or two of them, that can really shift your outlook, your perspective, just change some things in your life. I'd love to hear which one resonated with you the most and what you'll start immediately incorporating. So please reach out to me. Let me know. Send me a DM, especially as we're heading into 2023. You can take some of these, write them down, go back, listen again, jot down a few that you really want to work on because we all have things we need to work on. And I know they'll be life-changing. I really do. And if you loved this episode, feel free to share it with someone that might want to use some of these as well. And also... You guys, the one thing you can do to really help me and say thank you is leaving me a review on your podcast app. It's right there on the app on your phone. That's the only way I know my content is meaningful to you and that you actually like it. So I appreciate you being here, tuning in with me today. I love you so much. Thanks so much for being a listener and a climber for the Addicted to the Climb movement. Have a great week ahead. Reach out, and if you are not getting my newsletter every week, go to kellytyan.com, K-E-L-L-E-Y-T-Y-A-N.com, so you can grab that newsletter. I have lots of freebies on there. Grab some of those just to keep encouraging yourself for the climb of life. All right, keep your faith strong, and until next week, keep on climbing. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for being here every week because my goal is to always empower and inspire you so you can keep on climbing even when life gets tough. If you felt blessed today, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And one of the ways you can help me is if you would leave me a five-star rating and a review. This is really how I can help more people just like you. You can do this right on your podcast app on your phone. It's super easy. It will only take one minute. Also, if you want to be part of my private community on Facebook, head over there to Faith, Fuel, and Fitness, and I'll meet you inside. Or you can even head over to my website, kellytyan.com, to get more inspiration and resources to keep you on your own climb. Thank you again and have a healthy and happy week.